Hello, my name is Spence Robertson, host of An Advent Observed, speaking to you from the Blue Ridge Mountains in Boone, North Carolina. This week, we continue in hearing from seven devotional speakers as they share their faith perspective on the theme of peace. Today, we hear from Alan Hauser. The word peace is frequently spoken during the Advent and Christmas seasons, and rightfully so, since the angels approaching the shepherds after Jesus' birth joyfully sing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill among men. The cozy scene of Mary and Joseph nestled around the manger where the newborn baby Jesus lies provides a picture that warms the hearts of millions and provides hope to a desperately troubled world. The passage in Isaiah 9-6 also presents this image of peace. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. During the magical Christmas season, this image of peace creates comfort and joy for a world in constant turmoil, knowing little peace. However, this image of peace also presents a danger if we are not careful to understand the complete picture of what it means for Jesus to bring peace. To fully understand the peace which Jesus brings, we must keep in mind words like Gethsemane, trial, scourging, crucifixion, death, and burial. In order for Jesus to bring us the peace only he can give, he had to go through much that was not at all peaceful to him. He had to be arrested, suffer, and die in order that he could provide us his peace. And this means that for us also, as Christians, peace does not mean just warm, fuzzy moments of family joy and happiness, but also times when we too must bear our cross. If Jesus is to bring us the peace that only he can give, we also must experience the full range of what it means for Christ to be, quote, alive in us, unquote. And at times, that may not be very peaceful. Think of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German Lutheran minister during World War II, whose writings reveal his deep understanding of what brings what being at peace means, with Christ filling his heart. Bonhoeffer saw the horrors that Adolf Hitler and the Nazis were doing to non-Aryans, Jews, the handicapped, gypsies, and others, viciously persecuting and annihilating them, promoting anything but peace for them. Bonhoeffer, at great risk to himself, spoke out strongly against what the Nazis were doing. In response, the Nazis persecuted him, arrested him, and hung him near the end of World War II. Bonhoeffer, knowing the peace that Jesus gave him, could not remain silent while others were denied peace. Martin Luther King, the key civil rights figure in the 1960s, knew the peace of Jesus and worked to spread peace among his contemporaries. He was frequently attacked, violently, but yet always, like Jesus, promoted peaceful means of spreading peace and justice among all people. 
His peaceful approach ultimately cost him his life in the spring of 1968 when he was assassinated. Or we can think of St. Boniface, who preached the peace of Christ while converting German tribes to Christianity. He converted many, but his preaching cost him his life in 754 at the hands of German tribes in Frisia. Like Bonhoeffer and King, Boniface knew the peace offered by Jesus, but it was not the fuzzy peace that leads to the calm, passive contentment often associated by many with the peace of Christmas. So, what is the peace of Christ we await this Advent and Christmas? We are at peace with God because of the forgiveness offered to us through Jesus' birth, suffering, death, and resurrection. But it is not a passive peace. It is a peace that calls us to action. There are the hungry to be fed, the homeless to be sheltered, the naked to be clothed, the orphans and marginalized to be comforted and protected, the persecuted to be saved, the cold and shivering to be warmed, and the hopeless to be provided hope. God may not ask us, as he did of Bonhoeffer, King, and Boniface, to give our lives in his name on behalf of peace, but he does ask us, now that he has given us the peace of Christ, to share that peace and love with all who have not yet found that peace. Can we be at peace if the peace of Jesus has not been brought to others? So, if you must, revel in the warm and fuzzy peace that will be circulating this holiday season, but also keep in mind the call to spread the peace of Christ with others who so desperately need it. If we do less, are we really being true to the peace of Christmas? You have been listening to an Advent Observed. Tune in tomorrow as we continue on the theme of peace. Until then, God be with you.